Christmas, everybody. Hallelujah. It's so good to see you out here on this uh, pre-Christmas Sunday morning. Uh, we want to thank you, me and my wife, for the generous gift, the love offering that you gave us. We are so thankful for your blessings upon our lives. We cannot comprehend the love of God that we have received from you. We're thankful that you've allowed me to be your pastor for 33 years. We're honored to be called your pastor. And when people come up to me and say, Pastor, that's music to my ears because we love you so much. Whether you was able to only give a dollar, whether you was not able to give anything, or whether your gift was, was extravagant, we thank you from the bottom heart because they're all extravagant to us because they are gifts of love. Whether it be a kiss, candy, a kind word, just saying, Brother Miller, we're praying for you. It means everything in the world to us, and we're thankful. I don't ask the congregation to do much, especially the cast of the drama, and Randy, the associate pastor, uh, last a week ago, well, uh, uh, a week ago from Saturday, my one of my young granddaughters, Remy, come down with a high, high fever, and they couldn't get it broke, and they kept, they took her to the doctor, and they couldn't find anything wrong with her, and four or five days later, they took her again and found out she had a flu, and they finally gave her medicine, and the, her, her fever finally broke. Uh, this morning, I guess it was, or last night. And we're so thankful they're waiting to see if it's going to come back or not. But she was so upset that she had hid her sickness because she went and hid in the home. And John and Brittany couldn't find her, and John finally found her and said, What are you doing? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. And she just kind of, and John felt of her, and he knew she was just blistering hot. And finally, when he got it out of her, what she was doing, I'm hiding because I was afraid you'd know I was sick and I wouldn't be able to go to the Christmas play. And so John said, well, we go. We got several nights. Well, she never got any better, so she missed the Christmas play. And Jonathan said, don't worry about it. We're going to see it tonight. So they, she sat down and she kept waiting. She said, what are you doing, honey? I'm waiting to see the Christmas play. And she was looking outside and John said, well, we got to get a DVD of it. And her face turned. And she said, oh, I thought they were going to come out in the front yard and do it for me. <laughs> so could you get the cast and go out to the front yard of my granddaughter? <laughs> she was ready for them to respond to her little wish. Hallelujah. How sweet that is. But she thought she was going to have a live performance in her front yard. Hallelujah. That's my Remy Mae. But hopefully she'll be with us uh, here soon and get over her contagious stage and and get over the flu. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 2 verse 10. Just one passage of scripture. You might want to keep your Bibles open there in Luke chapter 2. We're going to be bouncing around this morning. The message I have for you today is one of the greatest messages you'll ever hear in your life. Not because I'm preaching it, because, but it's the word of God. And we are going to celebrate. This just what I'm preaching this morning is what I feel like that the Lord wants us to convey. Not only to this church, but to the world. And it's sometimes we, we forget what this is all about. We forget why we're here. We forget what Christmas is about. We're going to talk a little bit about that today in a very simple way. In Luke chapter 2 verse 10, the Bible says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you great good tidings of great joy, which shall be unto all people. I'm going to ask if Elder Fisher would ask the blessings over the word of God this morning. 
Amen. You may be seated this morning. I'm going to read it again. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be unto all people. You know, Christmas means a lot of things to a lot of people. It means gifts and glamour, celebration, meditation, reunion, reminiscing, old friends and family. It means worship, prayer, and fellowship. It means some partying going on. It means traditions. We have a lot of traditions around the Miller family that we've established over the years. Some of our traditions has fell off and some of them have remained. But one of the, my greatest traditions is we eat. We eat, and we eat, and we eat, and we eat, and we eat. What a great tradition, amen? And then we also have a tradition, or I have established in my home, where we watch It's a Wonderful Life every year. Miracle, 30, Miracle on 34th Street, the old one first, and then the, uh, the newer version second. We watch also the Walton's Christmas special and about, about their Christmas homecoming. And, and then we have a lot of different kinds of things, but one of my greatest traditions is on Christmas or Christmas Eve, whenever we're able to celebrate it together, we set around and we get the Bible out and we read the Christmas story to our children and to our grandchildren and we proclaim the good news of the birth of Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen? What a great tradition. But it means, but it means a lot to a, a different, a lot to, and different things mean different things to each other at Christmas. Christmas is a holiday and the word holiday was named after an event that would make that day a holy day. For something to be called a holiday actually meant that some Something had to happen on that day that was holy. We have holidays today that has nothing to do with a holy event, that's for sure. But is Christmas a holiday? Is it a holy day? Was there something significant that happened on that day that was holy? Or is Christmas nothing more than mistletoe and holly and magic and mystery and cookies and candy and toys and trees and Santa Claus and that most famous reindeer of all of Rudolph? The answer to all of them questions is no. But I'm here to tell you that Christmas means Christ. Christmas without Christ is absolutely meaningless. It is Christ that makes that day a holy day. Why? Because he was the holy savior of the world. It is him that makes that day significant and gives it purpose. When you take Christ out of Christmas, it degenerates it into nothing more than just an ordinary day. In our text, we find that the shepherds were abiding in their fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid, according to the word of the Lord. And our text states, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be unto all people. It was a day of good tidings. It was a day of good report. It was a day of hope. It was not a day of despair or disappointment or doom and gloom and fear. This birth of Jesus would not be something to fear. This first coming of Christ would not be something to dread. He came as a Christ, as a Savior. It was a day of joy. It was a day of good tidings, of great joy is what the angel said. Well, what was the good tidings of great joy? What was the message that was so important? Luke chapter 2, verse 11 and 12 says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall 
find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. The good news was that there was a Savior that was born, and he named him who was Christ the Lord. The gospel of Jesus Christ, my friend, is good news. Can you say amen? The report was good on that day. The news lines were published throughout the signs of the star. He is born. He is born, the Savior of the world. Even the, the creation, the, the stars themselves declared who he was. In Luke chapter 2, verse 11, the angel declared, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a what? A Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Matthew 1, 21 again says unto us, and she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. I like what Paul declared in 1 Timothy 1 and 5, that this is a faithful saying and worthy of all exception, that Jesus Christ came into the world to save the world. In Luke 19 and 10, Jesus himself said, for the Son of Man has came to seek and to save them which are lost. In Luke 9 and 56, I love it, for the Son of Man has not come to destroy men's lives, but to save men's lives. Jesus said in John 12 and 47, he said, I'm not come to judge the world, but I've came to save the world. In John 3 and 17, the Bible says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. First John 4 and 14, John declared, and we have seen, and we do testify that the father has sent, to son, sent his son to be the savior of the world. I like what John 4 and 42 says, the men of Samaria was testifying after uh, the woman got saved at the Jacob's well and she was a Samaritan woman and she came into the city and began to proclaim Jesus and she said come and see a man that told me everything that I ever done and she preached the gospel to them but I like what they said and they said unto the woman now we believe not because of thy sin or your testimony for we have heard him ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ the Savior of the world. In Mark chapter 15 verse 31, Jesus common enemies testified about him being the Savior and they didn't even recognize they were doing it. Likewise also the chief priests mocking said among themselves with the scribes he saved others himself he cannot save. They recognized that he had saved other people. And again in Luke 2 and 11 when we heard those words at the beginning of our text for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. Look at Mary's response. The mother of Jesus. My soul does magnify the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. Not only was he Savior but he's the only Savior. There is no other Savior. I want to tell you this may be an ABC simple message this morning but the United States of America need to go back and understand that Jesus Christ is not only Savior, but he is the only Savior. Hallelujah. He's the Savior of the world. 
It was Peter that said in Acts 4 and 12, neither is there salvation in any other for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby men can be saved other than through the precious name of Jesus Christ our Lord. It was Peter again answering Jesus concerning the leaving of the multitude and Jesus in John 6 and 67 says, are you going to leave me as well and listen to the words of Peter? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Where are we going to go? You and you only have the words to eternal life. Jesus said in John 14 and 6, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father except through me. And then in 1 Corinthians 3 and 11, it was Paul that proclaimed, for other foundations can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And Paul summed it up in 1 Corinthians 2 and 2. He said, for I'm determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. The good news was that there was a Savior born who was Christ the Lord, the gospel of Jesus Christ here to the palace of praise on 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard on this great Christmas day. The celebration is that Jesus Christ is Savior. Can you give him praise? Amen. His name Emmanuel means God with us. His name Christ means the anointed one. His name Jesus means Savior. It was a day of good tidings because God came to dwell with us. Can I have an amen? Through the person of Jesus Christ, the anointed one had come. That's why that John 1 and 14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I like what the Acts 10, 38 says, how that God anointed, can you say anointed, how they got anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went around doing good and healing all of the people, healing, healing all that was oppressed of the devil for God was with him. I like what Luke 4 and 18 and 19 and Jesus said it himself, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He sent me to preach deliverance to the captive and the recovering of the sight to the blind and to set at liberty them which are bruised. He came to, that I I would preach the acceptable word of the Lord. And not only does his name Emmanuel mean God with us, not only does his name Christ mean the anointed one, not only does his name Jesus mean Savior, but Isaiah said years before he would ever come. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2 and 6, Isaiah the prophet stood up and said, For unto us, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Our text stated again in Luke 2 and 10, and the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be unto all people. Why was this good tidings for all people? It was because it was for all people. Can I have you an amen? The good news is not just from for some, it's for all of us. The message of Jesus Christ is not just to the white or to the black or to the Jew or to the Greek or the whatever, it is to all creation. It is to all people. Notice that the Savior wasn't born unto Mary or unto Joseph, but unto us. The scripture said, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ. Born unto us. Isaiah said, unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Acts 2 and 21 summed it up and said, and it shall come to pass that whosoever 
shall call on the name of the Lord can be saved. I like John 3, 16. Don't you the golden text of the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 10 and 12 says, for there's no difference between the Jew or the Greek. The same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon his name. 1 Timothy 2 and 4 says, who would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth? And in John 6 and 37, the Bible says, whosoever cometh unto me, I will in no wise cast him out. 2 Peter 3 and 9 says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises as some men count slackness, but God is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come under repentance. I like what Matthew 11, 28 and 30 says. Come unto me all ye that are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I'm meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest on your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I like John 7, 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood cried said, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. And in Revelations 22 and 17 it says, and the spirit and the bride say come. Let him that heareth say come. Let him that hath thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. This is why that Jesus told the church in Matthew 22 and 9, go ye into the highways and the byways and the hedges and compel them to come unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. I like why the great commission spelled it out to all of us that this gospel is to be preached to all the world, it is for everybody. That's why that Matthew 28, starting with verse 18, all power is given to me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things of whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the world. I want you to know this is the good tidings here this morning. He is because he's wonderful, counselor, mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. And can I tell you here this morning, in closing, he will be all that you need him to be. A Savior will be all that you need him to be. To the baker, he's the bread of life. To the electrician, he's the light of the world. To the forester, he's the tree planted by the rivers of living water. To the zoologist, he's the tribe. He is the line of the tribe of Judah. To the attorney, he's the advocate with the father, the intercessor. To the artist, he's the one altogether lovely. To the eye doctor, he's the eye-seeing eye. To the Avon lady, he's the sweet-smelling savior. To the banker, he's the security. To the humorous, he's joy unspeakable to the chef he's the table spread to the well driller he's the well of salvation to the astrologer he's the day star to the jailer he's the holder of keys of death hell and the grave to the sailor he's the sea calmer to the researcher he's the knowledge to the map maker he's the way to the postman he's the great love letter to the miner he's the buried treasure to the tire maker he's the wheel in the wheel to the grave digger he's the resurrection to the funeral director he's life to the embalmer, he's the glorifier. To the night watchman, he's the bright and morning star. To the prisoner, he's the liberator. To the carpenter, he's the foundation. To the builder, he's the chief cornerstone. To the to the warrior, he's the shield. To the farmer, he's the shower of blessings. To the jeweler, he's the pearl of great price. To the florist, he's the lily of the valley and the rose of Sharon. To 
the historian, he's the ancient of days. To the artist, I want you to know, or, or to the architect, he is the creator. To the orphan, he's the Abba Father. To the needy, he's the all-sufficient one. To the hungry, he's the manna. To the cold, he's the all-consuming fire. To the writer, he's the inspire. To the bookseller, he's the author. To the sinner, he's the savior. To the sick, he's the healer. To the lost, he is the searcher. To the dear, he's the refuge. I am here to tell and proclaim to the palace of praise here on 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. He is king of kings. He is Lord of lords. He is Savior. Hallelujah. Would you stand to your feet this morning? Hallelujah. Give your Savior praise here today. Hallelujah. Why did I preach this this morning? Because it seems we're getting farther and farther away from the real importance of the gospel. Very seldom do you hear messages on the cross anymore. And our whole faith is all about the cross. We're getting away from the real reason of the birth of Christ. We want to make Christmas about you and me and our feelings and minister to me and pump me up and give me a sermon that is, is relevant for the day's issues. Well, I'll tell you the sermon that is relevant for not only the day's issues, but it'll be relevant from, it was relevant 2,000 years ago, it's relevant now, and it'll be relevant another 2,000 years from now. And that is that Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus Christ is Savior. Hallelujah. There is no other. I tell you what got me fired up. I was watching the television the other day, and they were interviewing all these different people. They were politicians, and they were talking about the different faiths that is coming in and how they were to make room for them on the, in the political arena. And then they began to ask some of them, well, what is your belief? When they started telling me their belief, I tell you, I, I got mad. Because I want to tell you something, nothing can progress, nothing can bless, nothing can sustain, nothing can heal, nothing can make whole, nothing can protect, nothing can make things happen to a country like Jesus Christ can. We are founded upon the fact that Jesus Christ is the Lord of America. Can I have an amen? He's not just Lord of America, he's the Lord of the world. Hallelujah. Man, I'm, I'm tempted to go preach a little bit of him coming into that eastern gate over there in Israel because it's about to happen. I'm going to ask you this morning, is there anybody here today that did not know Jesus is Lord? The only way you're going to make it to heaven, the only way to be saved, the only way to have eternal life is by accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and there's no other way around it contrary to what others may preach. It's through Jesus, by Jesus, and only by Jesus will we make it into heaven. With every eye closed and every head bowed this morning, is there anybody here this morning that would say, Pastor, I've really not given my life to the Lord. I've become religious. I've turned over new leaves. I'm trying to live right, but I've never been born again. I've never come and yielded my life to Christ, confessing my sin and confessing him as Lord. If that is you here today, I just want you to do me a simple favor.
walk down to this aisle and let us pray for you right now in Jesus' name. I'm not going to hold much. Is it, are you here today? Now let me ask some of you others that are saved. You have a Savior that is here that it says, He that cometh to me that I will in no wise cast out. Is there anything in your life and you have need or attention from the Savior here today for? There's a lot of things going on in our family right now that I've been presenting before the throne room of glory that I've been brought to prayer about because I trust him to be my Savior. I trust him. and I, Not only do I trust him, for, with me, trust him for my salvation, folks, I trust Jesus with my life. And if you're here today and you got a life issue going on in your, in your family, in your life, in your body, or whatever it may be, I'm here to give you the opportunity to bring your need to the Lord who made heaven and earth, who can move mountains on your behalf. Is there anybody here today? I'm not forcing an altar call. I feel like there's somebody here with a heavy, heavy load upon them. Something that's weighty upon them. And they need God to intervene. It's heavy. It's real. It's, it's serious. Is there any others this morning? Thank you for responding to the presence of the Lord. Can I have some altar workers please to help me? Find their need out. Lay hands upon them. Ask them as they come here today. Is there any others? Thank you. Those of you that might be in the military or have been in the military, whether male or female, would you come up and pray for these guys that's in the military? They're, things are shifting in our country. Never know what's going to be happening. They have come up for prayer. Hallelujah. Is there any other needs here today that is of, a, of an urgency that you want to bring before the Lord? I know that there is. I feel it in my spirit. In Jesus' name. A scholar sings a song. We're going to go down and pray with these and we'll dismiss you in just a moment. Would you lift your hands this way and help us to pray for those that have came? It is What a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus Christ my King What a beautiful name it is Nothing compares to this What a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus What a beautiful name it is What a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus Christ my King What a beautiful name it is Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What 
wonderful name it is the name of Jesus what a powerful name it is what a powerful name it is the name of Jesus Christ my King what a powerful name it is nothing can stand against what a powerful name it is the name of Jesus what a powerful name it is what a powerful name it is the name of Jesus Christ my King what a powerful name it is nothing can stand against what a powerful name it is the name of jesus now as these are praying and being touched of the lord i'm going to dismiss you but i want to do it in a certain way would you stand all of you now would you lift your hands and would you worship your savior would you praise the name of Jesus Christ? Would you tell him that you adore him, that you praise him, that you recognize him as Lord and give him the adoration and the praise that he deserves in the worship for a moment. Father, we do worship you together as a unit, as a body here today. We thank you for the Christmas gift. We thank you, Lord, for that babe that was wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. We thank you for that little infant that grew up as a man. And he was known as the carpenter of Galilee. He ministered for three years, touching people's lives and healing the people's brokenness. But they crucified him. They put him in a grave, but on the third day he rose again. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father to make intercessory for us all as our high priest. And now, God, we worship you for what you have done. You have provided for us a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And we praise you for him in Jesus' name. Now give him praise. Amen. God bless you. Merry Christmas. We will not have service here tonight due to the Christmas holidays. May God bless you. Nor will we have Wednesday service on Christmas. The veil tore before.